Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Love, the Independent Lifestyle Desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, Assistant Lifestyle Editor. And me, Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted, breadcrumbed or zombied? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s, talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing, but not always willing to admit. Today we are thrilled to welcome TV and radio presenter Maya Jammer. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Would you like to tell the listeners, imagine most people know who you are, but if they don't, <laughs> yeah. why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do and how, you know, who am a, I? a brief who life story. Um, so yeah, I'm a TV and radio presenter. I'm 23 years old. I started when I was 17 on YouTube doing silly videos and hitting camera pranks and stuff. And then kind of went on to being an online presenter, worked in football and online videos, and then went over to music and entertainment, worked for MTV for a couple of years, then moved to for music, moved to for music, and speed fast forward everything else. I'm on Radio One now and I do random little entertainment shows and jokey things and a podcast, actually, like you girls. A brilliant podcast. A very yeah. good podcast. It's doing really well. It's kind of like similar vibes. We did have an episode about love and dating and everything like that. The L word mm-hmm. was one episode. It's called When Life Gives You Melons. So yeah, if you want to listen to it. Fun yeah. name. It's about boobs. It's not really. <laughs> it's like about women, topics for women, by women and just very, you know, like you're having a chat with your girls in your front room. Vibe. Absolutely. It's totally our vibe. Big yeah. fans. Um, okay, so shall we do a dating debrief? Yep. What's been going on this week? So actually, when we're when this episode goes out, I will be sunning myself in the south of France. Lovely. Looking for a holiday romance, which is what we're talking about later, but probably failing. No, I won't be looking for a holiday <laughs> romance. I'm going away with seven of my best girlfriends. Very excited. That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be very fun. Um, but in terms of dating stuff, I read something really interesting today on um, Vogue. So mm-hmm. they've now got, they've hired Eva Wiseman, who's one of my favorite journalists, as an agony aunt. And the first column that she did for them was uh, about get about dating someone who isn't over their ex yet. And she wrote something really interesting. She said the idea of getting over someone is actually quite a damaging concept and puts quite a lot of pressure on people. And actually it's really almost impossible to date someone and then suddenly just wipe them from your mind Mm. like Mm. that's not really ever going to happen and it's unrealistic and she was advising this person well who was dating someone who wasn't over their ex she was saying you know it's better to think of someone as a learning experience and just take from it you know what you can improve on in your next relationship and you know cherish the good memories that you had together and don't feel like you need to just banish them from your mind because Mm. that's going to put too much pressure on you I think it's really interesting concept because 
the whole idea of being over someone or not over someone makes it sound like there are two, it's very black and white. Mm. Like it's suddenly going to flick a switch and you're suddenly going to be, oh, now I'm over them. Whereas I imagine it's actually more like murky water, like gray area for a long time. Yeah. I think it probably changes with each person and, and whoever broke up with who, it kind of has a massive impact on how you're going to feel. Like if they left you, then it's going to take you a lot longer to get over mm. them than them to get over you because they've already kind of made mm-hmm. up their mind yeah. before they let you go. But yeah, I don't know. I've got a really bad memory. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in time, I will definitely just forget about somebody if they were someone I wanted to forget about. But... Yeah, I don't know. I've never put any pressure on myself to forget somebody. Mm. I've just kind of moved on with whatever I was doing. I think people feel pressure both ways as well. Um, I was talking to a friend recently who'd broken up with a boyfriend of, well, years. And she was sort of six weeks and she was like, yeah, I think I'm fine now. And But I think, you know, I think maybe it's easier to move on if the relationship's kind of been bad for a while. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Circumstantial, definitely. Yeah. But I think it's, it was a very interesting idea anyway. What's been going on with you, Rach? So last week I told you about my bad first date. Well, mm. my good first date that then turned bad. <laughs> this week I'm going to tell you about a good first date. But sadly, it was not my own. <laughs> but I want to tell you about... Um, uh, a very good first date that one of my best friends went on because it's kind of instilled my faith in love. Um, so she met this guy like out on a Saturday night and um, she was very drunk and they snogged. And she doesn't remember a great deal apart from that he was hot and they switched numbers. And, um, you know, it's not the most traditional start to a love story, but it's also slightly refreshing to be a break from we met on an app. And... Um, so then they, they messaged and messaged and messaged over the week and then they decided to go out. And it turned out they had what she said was the best first date of her life in that she was just... Okay, he stayed over, but I don't, I don't think they had sex, but if they did, sort of irrelevant. Um, and th- it just sounded like they were so comfortable with each other straight away. And it just it felt like they'd known each other forever and they were both totally on the same page and saying that they liked each other. And there were none of these games and none of this like playing hard to get. And they were both just open and comfortable. And she was like, this feels like nothing I've ever felt before. And because it sort of sounds, it sounded to me when she told me about it that it was like a rom-com. And I was like, this is so nice. Because I didn't think it ever really happened. That, you know, you hear these stories of like, oh, we went on one date and from that point we were smitten. And we just wanted to spend all our time together. And I was like, does that happen? Does it? Because it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've not really dated like that. I've been on like one date date that is somebody that you're getting to know and yeah then, do you know what i mean i'm always friends with my boyfriends before they become my actual boyfriends and mm. that takes out the whole dating element mm. that's so nice i think then it just feels yeah. organic yeah i always say this thing i don't if a boy if i was single if a boy like approaches me to like flirt with me or ask for my number or whatever they're already not my type mm. like i don't like forward boys in that sense like yeah. i like to have to either be the one that kind of flirts a bit first or be friends and there be a basis of it. Yeah. I like don't like the idea of a boy being like, hey, that's so interesting. I was saying with my friends recently because one of my friends messaged me today and went, I got chatted up when I was buying Lou Roll today, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's really random. But also, what happened? Are you going to go out with him? And then she was like, no, I realized he was asking weird things, so I decided he was a weirdo. And I was like, I think I don't want to discourage anyone from chatting anyone up, but I think it's so rare these days that often the guys or girls who do approach you in public. Oh, slightly odd. Yeah. yeah, it Not actually always. happened to me. It actually happened to me yesterday. I don't think I told you about this. I was walking to work like seven in the morning. You got chatted up on the commute. Well, I didn't get <laughs> chatted up. I got sort of chased after. Oh Christ! <laughs> I um I was walking out of the tube. Noticed this guy. We kind of smiled at each other. 
then just you know i mean i'm, I'm a smiley person i always <laughs> fall in love on the tube well i didn't i i so do i i did i didn't fall in love on this particular occasion i was like yeah hello we're both on the same train anyway i then walked out <laughs> was of the he tube fit? um not really my type but you know uh. not not hideous looking that makes me sound awful <laughs> <Not> bad <laughs> anyway i was walking at, towards the office and then this guy just like literally runs <laughs> stands in front of me and blocks my path and was like excuse me and like i'm listening to my music so i took my headphones off and he was like hi um i just i just wanted to say i think i think you're really pretty and i was like oh wow um thank you so much and then he's like okay bye and then walked away and i was oh, like that was nice it was quite sweet yeah i like that it was it's cute yeah but there are a lot of approachy weirdos i actually had an experience ages ago like probably like seven years ago six years ago and i was on the train and it was one of those really busy trains where everybody squashed armpit to armpit and i was sat down and it was actually my birthday so i had like made a bit more effort with my hair and makeup and this guy who was just so lovely and like handsome nice well put together whatever had, like pushed his way through to stand like in front of me and i was sat down and he was like sorry i never do this but i've just noticed you and you're so like lovely i just wanted to know if i could have your number and i was single at the time and everything but because I was so embarrassed by everybody around hearing what he'd said and like just being in that situation that I just said I had a boyfriend. Mm. And after I was like, why did you do that? He was so polite <laughs> and so nice and you are single. But because of the pressure of yeah. everybody like looking around to see what she's going to say and like just being in this intimate situation, I still had like seven stops to go. I was just like, oh, oh God. God, I've got a boyfriend. That's so funny. I've seen that happen to people on the tube before as well. And I obviously, everyone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's too, uh, too much pressure, I think. Yeah, I think that in public, especially on the... It's worse. It's bad enough when you're on a tube with your mate and you're having a conversation, and the whole rest of the carriage is quiet, and then everyone can just hear what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't like that. But I think the being, I mean, again, kudos for him and for doing it in a nice way. Yeah, he was brave. Um, and actually not being creepy, but. I mean, it's another issue is the fact that when we reject guys, if we don't want to go out with them, we often do that. I have a boyfriend, even though it's not yeah. true. Mm, it's the quickest way out. Mm. It's trying to, I think it's a way of trying to not hurt their feelings to make them think like, I mean, if I was single, of course I would, mm. but, I'm, but I'm not. But I also think there's a slight issue. It's like sometimes they don't accept no for an answer. With the if you just yeah. say, I'm not in, I don't fancy, I don't want to go out with you. And they sometimes respect it if they think another man has like laid claim to you mm. anyway that's laid another to you. issue <laughs> God. let's do bio of the week now we had slim pickings this week i don't know yeah i didn't find one did but you found i one. haven't really been swiping but neither have i i don't know what we've been doing i don't know what we've been doing <laughs> god knows um <laughs> not dating what app are you swiping on bumble uh, or hinge, hinge. Well, swipe okay. on hinge no but i didn't even know what hinge was I only oh. found out a few weeks ago. Mm. I mean, I've spoken a lot about it on this podcast, so I won't go too much into it. But it's very different. There's no swiping. You give okay. a lot more information about yourself. Okay. Um, like height. But I think that makes you a bit too discerning because yeah. now I'll be like, mm, five too foot small. nine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is really bad. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm only five foot seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, if I, I'm normally like six foot, yeah, fine. But anything below that, I'm like, nah. Which is so mean. I know, it happens. And like, it's not like you can tell when you meet someone, oh yeah, she's five ten. No. <laughs> no, but you can tell if in heels you'll be taller good. than them. Yeah. True. And that's what you don't always want. Yeah. To be I know, it's so stupid. We shouldn't care about that. No. But it's been ingrained in us to think that the man has to be taller and we have to be small. It's yeah. very silly. <laughs> anyway, here's our bio of the week. Yeah. From a man called Sankic, who is 26. He says... 
I'm an architect, sometimes cynical and sarcastic, but in an uplifting, positive sort of way. I enjoy travelling, skiing, rock climbing, eating out, films, board games, exhibitions, meeting new people. But most of all, I enjoy listing things. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. I was like, Christ, this is so cringe. But, oh, but I yeah. quite liked it. I thought it was quite sweet. Yeah, quite it's, cute. It's not, I think it's quite hard because I think sometimes people actually do want to kind of like put all their hobbies and interests to see if there's something in common mm. with the people you're swiping with. But yeah. it's kind of hard not to do it in a cringe way. So I actually thought that was quite cute. It's cute. But the things that he says, I mean, traveling, yeah. Rock climbing, maybe not. Eating out, yeah. Films, yeah. Exhibitions, ball games, meeting new people. Surely those are pretty ubiquitous things mm. that we all like doing. Yeah. It's hard to write a bio. I don't know what yeah. I'd put in mine. Like, because you won't want to put too much because then it sounds like you're really keen, but then you don't want to put too little because then it's like, are you boring? Yeah, or? it's really hard. We've played around know. with them quite a lot. We actually wrote bios for each other nice. not that long ago. Mine was very funny for Rachel. Rachel's for mine. I didn't put much effort in. <laughs> um, let's not go back down that route. Yeah, they were um, successful. No. <laughs> okay, so the first topic we're going to talk about today is. The L-bomb. It's when do you say I love you in a relationship? Now, I'm going to put it out there. I've never done it. I've never said I love you because actually, I've never been in love. There you go. Actually, I remember years ago when I was in my first job after uni. So I was like, "Mm, what was I? 23 or something? I don't know. Oh, maybe I was 24. I don't know. (laughs) And um, there was like some, one of my colleagues was doing this like, poll on something about saying I love you and it, it came up and everyone was like oh how old were you when you first said you'd been in love blah 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 and I was like oh I've never been in love and everyone was like oh my god what and I was like is it is it that weird I don't think it, I mean I've never I've never said it either really no never oh, I don't know. but then I'm like relationship girl it depends like mm. what your life experience has been like yeah. yeah completely I think though just from what friends have said, when they're like 17, 16, they get into their first relationships mm. and they say, I love you because that's what they feel like they have to do. Yeah. Or Not it's just the most that you felt for a, another person. Exactly. So they think that it's love and then they come into relationships like at my age when they're 24 and they're like, oh God, I was not in love with that person. No, no. But you know what? Like lots of people say that you will actually never experience feelings as intense as you do when you're a teenager and it's your first love. And I think you definitely don't write off teenage feelings. Like, they can be very real and very intense. Yeah, I think what you feel is real and intense, but the actual reality of it is this, like, that's not what I want in love Mm -hmm. when you're that age. So you are, I think definitely you're way more dramatic when you're a teenager and you're way more, like, open with how you feel and you're just more like, ah! When you feel something, especially love, you'd be like, I love you! Like, run around Mm, and run away together or whatever it is. But then you will look back and probably compare the relationship that you had as a teenager to an adult relationship and be like, okay, that wasn't really love. Even though I felt like it was and I felt all these actual emotions, it's just not what I should be in love with, maybe more than just completely disregarding what it was in the first place. I think it's interesting because I'm pretty sure that like no two loves are the same, right? So how do you actually know if you're in love? I don't know. I always think like, with love, it's just like you, everybody sees it a little bit different, I suppose. Mm. And you do definitely love people differently like you don't love your best friend the same way you love your boyfriend you don't love your mum mm. the same way but you love them all it's just different yeah. loves but I think I don't know for me love is like when you just want to I don't know you care about someone just as much if not more than you care about yourself and you want to see them happy and do it and being around them makes you feel like nothing else matters and all that like cliche 
it is cliche but it's true it's like you want to be around someone that you feel like you can be yourself with someone who brings out the best in you and you're just happy around them and you kind of just feel like ah like that kind of sounds nice (laughs) (laughs) i i agree i so i've never i've never said it either i don't think i've been in love i think i have been in immersed in infatuation yeah so like Uh. short-lived intense feelings of like passion for someone that maybe are a bit more teenage-like rather than the sort of love, the romantic equivalent to the love that I have for my closest friends and my family. I've never mm. felt that in a romantic relationship before. Yeah, People, you know, talk about the L-bomb and it being a really big deal. Should it be a big deal to, when you, to say I love you when you're in a new relationship? I don't know. I said I love you first in my last one. But it wasn't like straight out like, hey, love you. It was like, oh, I think I love you. Like, it was and like were you a, like, nervous side. to say it? Like- no, but I'm just like quite... Eh. I like this thing <laughs> of like this quote that I always say and tweet and stuff that says, if you love somebody, you should tell them because hearts are often left broken with words left unspoken. Oh, that's good. And then from like even in school, if I fancied somebody, I'd always just tell them I fancied them because even if they don't actually fancy you back, then they're going to think about you and then you're not wasting any time. And it's like you'll get your answer sooner rather than admiring from afar. You're just like, look, I fancy you. If you like me back, then perfect. If you don't, then that's fine. But I'm just going to tell you I like mm. you and you can do with that information what you like. And then it's either going to go one way or the other and you're not wasting any time. Same with love, a bit. Such a sensible approach. Yeah. I like just we should go. just all be more upfront about our feelings, too shouldn't short. we? I agree. I think I think if you like someone, just tell them. I used to do that as well when I was at school and uni. If I fancied someone mm. and I wouldn't, I wasn't feeling like they fancied me. I would just be like, by the way, like, quite like you (laughs) sometimes it goes down like a lead balloon but sometimes it works yeah it takes balls though because you're it's it's scary to put yourself out there because you think the other person might not feel the same and i think Mm. when you're in a relationship people are scared to be the first person to say i Mm. love you because if the other person doesn't say it back yeah and that maybe doesn't feel awesome and you sort of think if you say it too early you don't want to scare them off I think you can kind of gather. Mm. Like, I don't know, from personal experience, I feel like you'd know if the other person's feeling mutual to you. Whether or not they've said it or not, it's kind of obvious when you're in that stage of like, you're both equally as obsessed with each other and you're spending all this time together and you call each other all the time and you're speaking all the time. And blah, blah, blah. Like, you're very much in a love zone and it's quite mm. obvious. So I always get quite shocked when somebody's been like, oh, I told them they love me and I told them I love them and they replied like, oh Thanks. no. Like, uh. And I'm just like, how did you not know? But then maybe that's ignorant of me because I haven't been in that situation but I feel like there's a vibe you know if somebody loves you or not like it's not a small thing it's a big Mm. deal it's not something you just fling out on a a whim and I think you wouldn't necessarily feel like you loved that person if you didn't intrinsically feel like they loved you back yeah you know I would hope so anyway yeah well we discussed last week how a spark and a connection in the early stages of dating isn't always mutual like Mm. you can think there's a spark and a connection the other person doesn't Mm. and I don't know if the same goes for love because I'm pretty sure you can be in love with someone who doesn't love you back. Well, yes, but if you're in, love, which we have also yes, spoken about on this podcast. But if podcast. you're in a relationship with the person you love, I don't know. I was thinking, and you have to think about as well, what do you do if your partner tells you they love you, but you're not sure if you're there yet? How do you play it? What do you do? You can't be like, thank you. No, you don't say thank you, but I think <laughs> unless you're an idiot. You I think I think you say 
you just you just say I'm not ready to to say it back you just be honest I know it's awful but you can't say I mean you could sort of say thank you (laughs) You I'm trying to think if I was actually in that situation I think if I felt like I could potentially love them very soon if it was leading to love but I just wasn't ready yet and Mm. I knew that there was potential to be really happily ever after with them then I'd probably just be like love you too but just not make a big deal out of it and then Mm. swiftly move on but if it was like, no, you know what? I like you, but it's definitely, definitely not love and you're way ahead. Then I'd be like, I just think it's a bit soon. Then you should, yeah, yeah. I think then you should clarify. If you think that they're miles ahead of yeah. you, then yeah, I agree. Is there an issue or could it be a like a problem if people say it too soon in a relationship? If people sort of jump the gun and... Because I think, do you know what a lot of people do that then actually kind of regret is they say it when they're drunk. They're like, oh yeah. my God, I love you. That happens when people say, I like you when they're drunk as well. Or just like, oh, I oh know. yeah. And like confess their fancy and it's like, oh, no, drunk text. Like them. Yeah, those are the worst. But um, I don't know. I think I think it's very easy for it to slip out when you're drunk. And then the next morning will sort of be like, oh God, did I actually say that last night? I hope they didn't hear me. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll just forget about it. Well, we can't keep talking about Love Island, but we did see sort of (laughs) Megan say to Wes in bed one night, like, I think I love you. But then she was sort of the next day like, oh, I didn't mean that what I said, you know? Yeah, take it back. Mm. You get caught up in the moment sometimes and you're just like, oh, because you can feel like you love someone because you fancy them so much and Mm. everything's so lovely. You're like, oh, it must be love. And then when you actually sit back, you're like, no, come on, it's too soon. Or it's just not, it's not that. It makes you feel vulnerable. I think mm. because you're like putting your heart out there and that's really scary because we we're all I think a bit scared about putting our feelings out there and sort of laying ourselves bare and that is scary terrifying and I do actually think I do actually think there are different types of love sort of like we said earlier I think unrequited love which you mentioned is a very different feeling to love when you're in a relationship mm. because when it's reciprocated you feel a bit more validated with it you feel more yeah. secure yeah. in that love that you have for that person. Whereas unrequited love, I think a large part of it is all about getting carried away with the thoughts in your own head. And yeah. a lot of it is probably fantasy. Like fantasizing, yeah, mm. I was going to say. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Definitely. And it's quite interesting, a stat we found. Um, 
that more than 50% of people wait until after three months to say I love you. I feel like we sort of need some more detail out here. Like three months of what? Three months of seeing each other? I just think like it's so circumstantial. Because if you met somebody abroad and you were living abroad for a year or whatever and they were abroad too and you met and then you were staying in the same hotel and ended up spending 24 hours a day with them for the next two weeks, literally in and and out, you would... uh, eventually be like oh I love you because you're spending Mm, so much time mm. whereas if you're in London and you're seeing somebody and you're going out but you see them every Friday and Saturday or something can you speak a little bit during the week that would naturally take a lot longer because you're not spending as much time and it's going to take longer for the bond to build but that's why on Love Island when they do say I love you I'm like I kind of get it because Mm. you live with them Mm -hmm. for three months like living with anybody for three months living with somebody for a week you know Mm -hmm. more about them than you will just visiting them every two days or something yeah sharing a bed every night yeah it's intimate yeah super intense so yeah, I don't think there's a time limit on love. I think just when it feels, f- when you feel it. Mm. I don't believe in love at first sight though. I no. don't think that's the thing, no. I think you can lust and you can be infatuated and all that stuff, but you don't love someone until you actually know them. I agree, I, yeah. don't, I don't think really believe in that either. Do you believe in love at first sight, Rach? I mean, I sort of would like to, but how can it possibly, how, mm. like how? It can't, <laughs> it can't. Logically, it doesn't make sense. Mm. No, like it's a lovely idea. And I sort of have, I've definitely like seen someone and felt like very intense feelings. I'm like, you look perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you are perfect. I'll yeah. have one yeah. of you. I was like, oh, please. You look like you're exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap you. <laughs> the um, creepy face, right? Yeah, like so creepy. Thank God this is a podcast. Um, but, yeah, then obviously, like, if I were ever to speak to that person, they could actually be horrible or an idiot or, like, absolutely not mm. what I think they are in my head anyway. Yeah. So you maybe have love with the idea of who you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, totally. um, But no, it's not even really love. How can it give me love? Of course it's not love. It's not. Okay, I'm going to say love at first sight. No. No. Not a thing. Do you guys think there is a stigma... Um, if you're in a heterosexual couple of the woman saying I love you before the man? I don't think there is, no, I actually don't. I, I know that I would I would feel vulnerable saying it first anyway, but that's nothing to do with gender. That's just because I I wouldn't I wouldn't know whether I want to say it to someone without knowing for sure that they feel it mm. too. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have never felt that. I'm always just like, no, you know. But I think that's good because I think it's sort of, it comes down to the idea of like these kind of quite backward stereotypes of like the guy has to ask the girl out and, mm. you know, like, no. no. Yeah, none of that. The only one of those kind of things that I'm still a bit like, okay, I would really want them to propose to me, not me propose to them. Mm. Yeah. That's the only one. Like, like the ultimate love, tradition. Like whatever, that's all, everything's changed. But I would still prefer to be just because I've got ideas of how I want to be engaged and stuff rather than the actual like thought of it yeah what a nice special engagement (laughs) rather than me have to think of it I know I think like even the most progressive women I think most straight women want the the proposal and the man getting down on one knee it's just what you fantasize about I suppose like when you're thinking of marriage as a child you're like oh and then I get proposed to on this tower Mm. or on a hill whatever it is I agree I agree with you but Recently, uh, I think it was Greg James's girlfriend that proposed to yeah. him. Yeah, mm. 
And and I think that's great, but it was such a big news story that she had been the one to propose to him. And that bothered me yeah. that that was such a revolutionary yeah. thing. Like, I get it, but it's just, I don't think it shouldn't be news. No. Oh my God, that's so funny you say that. Like, you know, Greg James's podcast and he goes, that shouldn't be news. That's like a segment they do. Is it? Yeah, I've never, never mind. watched it. <laughs> never mind. mildly obsessed with <laughs> Greg James. Only mildly obsessed. <laughs> Definitely not... My dream dude. If you get signal, <laughs> oh is it because he's really? <laughs> is it because he's really tall? Um, is that why? Maybe. Okay. No. Yeah, <laughs> you know there's that tall. meme that goes. Tall. There's this meme that I always get tagged in by my friends that basically just goes, "Do I fancy him or is he just tall?" <laughs> <laughs> and I always. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a thing, isn't it? Like the height so stuff. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, anyway, Greg James aside. Greg James Greg aside. Greg James aside. Proposals, love, great. This has been great. It's Lovely. probably a good note to wrap up on because now I'm distracted by the thought of Greg James. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Guys, let's move on to talk about holiday romances, which we wanted to dive into because obviously it's the summer and people are always on holiday. We are anyway, aren't we? God, we're not doing any work. Um, <laughs> so I think this is quite a fun topic because I grew up watching like Mary-Kate and Ashley films and the Lizzie McGuire movie where they go to like Rome and Paris and like meet these like Italian men who then drive them around on their Vespas and have these amazing oh, holiday romances. The Lizzie McGuire film is so seminal in my life. I oh my God. <laughs> it is iconic. Paola. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the most stupid plot in the world, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, let's not pick holes. Um, <laughs> and this has never happened to me. These films sold well, you me mean, a lie. You, you haven't, you haven't gone to own. Italy and been swept off your feet by an Italian pop star and <laughs> and met my double. Met your double, with a different hair color, <laughs> and then done a concert in the Coliseum. God, that happened to no. me last week in Slovenia. So weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, never had a holiday romance. I have, but I was like a child, well, not a child, but I was like 13, 14. My nan and granddad have a house in Spain, mm. the same one we'd visit every summer. And so I had like a friend group there that I'd visit every year. So it kind of blossomed throughout some years, probably like 14, no, 13 to 14 to 15. And then I had like a little Spanish boyfriend, but it would only last like two weeks. So he'd like pick me up in his little moped. That's we'd cute. ride around, sit by the sea and... He couldn't really speak English, so <laughs> we just like mime to each other and be like, "Do you want to dance?" And oh then my like God, go and so like funny. go to the local disco and kind of like dance around, drinking smell of ice or whatever it was. Oh, but delicious! Yeah, no, that was that's my only like holiday romance, really. I feel like I must have had something. I mean, I did do a year abroad, so that's a bit different. I had like a living abroad romance. Okay. Um, but a bit different then because I was like, this is when I was in like Germany for six months or whatever. So, so it doesn't count. But what happened? I mean, this is my question with holiday romances as well. So when you met this guy away, yeah. what happens then when you inevitably have to leave? Oh, I'd ended it before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It's time. I, think yeah. I don't know. If you're having a holiday romance, I suppose, like from my friend's experience, whenever I'm away with them, if they meet someone or something, it's always like, well, you both know exactly what it is. Like, we're going to be together and we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend for a week and then we're never going to see each other again. And then maybe every now and then we'll like Facebook message and say, oh, I'm coming to your town mm. one day. And that's about it. I think for a lot of people, that's the allure of it and it makes it more attractive because they know like it could never be a serious thing. Yeah, you get like the good, sunny, positive, loving yeah. bits of it mm. and then none of the drama or stress. To be fair, I have friends who've had like brilliant experiences of like meeting some like Greek Adonis on the beach or whatever like <laughs> it does happen and actually my flatmate met her boyfriend when traveling 
Um, and they like spent three days together in I don't know Asia, South America, something like that, somewhere far away. Mm. And um, and then they just sort of stayed in touch. And now, even though he lives in Dublin and she lives in London, they like see each other every three weeks. They're totally in love, totally smitten. Been like mm. official, basically since they came back from travelling. And I I think are looking to live together. And yeah, this all started wow. after three days. Lovely. Well, you can understand how it happens because when you're on holiday you're obviously very stimulated by all of these new and exciting things around you. Yeah. And I think if you meet someone new, it's very easy to get carried away and maybe conflate your feelings of, oh, I'm in a new place, this is a new amazing person, yeah. with with that and sort of think that someone is a bit more exciting than they perhaps might be had you met them back home. And yeah. when someone's foreign, they're more attractive, to be honest, because mm. like when I did do my year abroad, it was amazing. Like. I lived in Belgium and I lived in Germany and I was just like way more attractive than I was at home because I was like the foreign girl. Uh, <laughs> but it's like even you know, when I go to like party these days and like someone brings their like French friend and then or if it's like a girl or something and all the guys are like, oh my God, who's that French girl? Oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and less so in London because it's super international. Yeah, yeah. But like, especially when, if you live somewhere where, you know, it's just, you don't get so many exotic people coming in then you know it's more attractive it is exciting i think that's just like a it makes sense go on holiday mm. you're in your bed you're at your best you've got a little town on everybody's saved up their money so you can go to like restaurants that you want to go to and you go mm -hmm. to parties that you want to go to whereas in england you're just probably working half the time and then maybe yeah. go to the pub or whatever yeah. it just makes sense that you'd meet somebody and get sweeped off your feet abroad i actually did an episode on my podcast called what goes on tour stays on tour <laughs> fun and it's literally just like do you repeat what you've done abroad like if you go and meet somebody over there and you have this relationship is it something you talk about when you get back or do you just delete mm. it from your memory and are there is there protocol like okay give a fake name or da -da -da -da. yeah like all of those kind of questions you could make up a whole identity you oh can be a different person God. when you're abroad and i think that excites people as well that's yeah. you go to an idea australia or somewhere the opposite of the world and you're literally like okay who am i today i am lola who yeah. sells i don't know like palm reeds <gasps> or something like you could be another human oh my god i've i just remembered a story i went to copenhagen at the end of november with one of my girlfriends we went on a night out and we met this group of australian guys and the, it i can't remember what they said was they made up that they were the most ridiculous they had the most ridiculous job and we totally bought it and i can't remember what it was no it was, it was like cave diving or no, i don't know if that's real or not but it was something ludicrous and we were like really like really anyway and then i don't know then they went to another bar and then we caught up with them later and then we it, we got it out of them that they'd made up the whole thing <laughs> and like that what they weren't their names or anything i felt so stupid That's so yeah. funny it was really That's annoying like, no one will ever know no well i'm actually going to paris in august with the same girlfriend i went to copenhagen with and you know what i think i might suggest we try and get our revenge on some men Trick them. By tricking them. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like a porn star from Paris. Uh, yes, 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 I think that's will buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so funny. Um, my, my only um, holiday romance encounter uh, is such a disaster. So I was in New York, which is very different dating culture to London. How old were you? When are we talking? I was 20. Okay. Um, people really approach people in real life in New York all the time. So interesting. Um, and when they find out you're British, they love it. And they will talk to you for ages yeah. and ask you all about British. And do you speak <laughs> British? And do you know the Queen? I Honestly, someone asked me if I speak British. Um, <laughs> I was in New York. I'm not kidding. Um, so that was very funny. Anyway, my friend and I, it was just me and one other girl. And we were actually living out there for a month. And we went to this bar 
And both of us kind of were mingling with different people and I had met this really good looking guy, was speaking to him for like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom, then found my friend and was like, hey, I've just met this great guy. He's so awesome. He's really funny. He's really interesting. She's like, oh, look, that's so weird. I've just met this great guy. Uh, and she's like, which one is he? And I pointed over at him. She was like, oh my God, that's the same guy I was just talking uh, to. Meanwhile, we're talking. This guy comes up to both of us oh no. and starts saying, hey, girls, you guys know each other. This is great. Like, should we all go back to mine? Oh, no. And it, oh, it was so strange. He was planning a rendezvous. Yeah. Did um, you go? So, no. So, we got drunker. Excellent. And I remember being on the dance floor and he was sort of trying on with both of us, at which point Aww. I just kind of like sidled away. My friend was a bit drunker than I was um, and ended up kissing him that night. And ended Were up you going, miffed or no? No, 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 no. At this point I was like, I don't care, whatever. Like she can go for it. She'd just broken up with her ex-boyfriend. I was like, you take it. Yeah. You take this one. Um, anyway, she then went on a few dates with him for the rest of the holiday. Oh had a little holiday romance. Wow. Yeah. And I bet he was sneakily saying, so where's your friend? Are we going to do <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I think. <laughs> Are we going to get that three <laughs> When's that going to happen? Is, that a, is it a three-way deal? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that was um, interesting. But I think <laughs> if you get in a situation like that, like, I just can't imagine what it's like, because she's on holiday, right? And, like, she probably has got, like, various things she wants to, like, see and do. Mm. And then is she going to make time to go on multiple dates with some guy? And, like, is she, is she going to ditch you? Like, is that okay? Yeah, where did you get left? So it would be, I think she went on two more dates with him while mm. we were there. And I, one one of the evenings, I think I went and met one of my friends who lived in New York. And then the other one, I think I just sat in the flat and watched Grey's Anatomy and ate chocolate. It was like, you go, babe. You get your boy. I'm going to yeah. sit here and eat lint dark chocolate Chill all day. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds lovely, actually. So it's I fine. guess where it gets messy is between those two when like she goes back to the UK if one of them's like let's make this a thing and be long distance and the other's like oh no, no. I just don't think that happens I think the ma- I think the majority of holiday romances are holiday romances yeah I don't yeah. think it ever really comes home with you but then some people get married on holiday romances true find their love say forget the flight I'm staying here with you for life yeah I think it's potentially different if you're both from the same place yeah or no, I, like I think that maybe when you're older as well, that's more likely. Yeah. Like if you've been trying to find love for a very long time and you get this immense connection with somebody mm. that you haven't had your whole life abroad, mm. then you're more likely to risk it all and just be like, do you know what? Forget my past life. I'm mm. staying with you. But I like those stories. Mm. They're yeah. rare, but they <laughs> give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, let's finish off with a dating dilemma. Well, a dilemma of sorts. Mm. An interesting email from one of our listeners, anyway. So. Here it goes. I've just discovered your podcast and binge listened to about 10 episodes before reaching the one about period sex. I couldn't help but be reminded of a story of my own experience with period sex. For a bit of background, I used to have horrible periods, very heavy and painful. One night I went home with an older guy I was seeing and forgot about the period situation until we were getting down to it. <laughs> you just added getting down to it. This just says getting to it. <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> I know, I love that you added that. Getting down. <laughs> Getting down. <laughs> anyway. On remembering, I quickly stopped his advances and explained we had to stop and he was baffled by the fact that I had told him to stop because of my period. He literally just took my pants off and pulled out my tampon himself and started fingering me. Sorry, this is quite graphic. Um, I was completely horrified and embarrassed about this and thought he had misunderstood what I meant. In a bit of a panic, I told him my periods were heavy and it would be messy, which to me as a 21-year-old was horribly embarrassing and awkward. 
But he was so calm and unfazed by the whole issue and said he was fine with all the bits that were involved with period sex and was happy to go ahead if I wanted to or to leave it if I'd rather not. (laughs) I found this so arousing and refreshing, having only dated guys my own age before who had not been okay with even the topic of periods, let alone period sex. His openness with it has made me feel so much more relaxed going forward and I found that in me being calm, guys are always happy to go ahead with it. I love the podcast and it's so refreshing to hear some of these topics talked about. Having just started dating again for the first time in about 18 months, in brackets, dating sabbatical, not in a relationship. And I am very quickly losing faith in men again. So it's nice to have some solidarity from you girls. I love this. um, It's really interesting because we sort of discussed on the period sex episode that we had sort of found that guys don't think it's as big a deal as actually girls do. And... It's interesting that she seems to think it's an age thing. Mm. I think it's more like an experience thing. If a guy hasn't really been in a proper relationship, then maybe he's not really been around periods uh, a lot. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Whereas yeah. like an older guy has probably been in a long-term relationship. He's mm. been around the period situation. He knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just seeing girls or sleeping with loads of girls and not actually setting yeah. them down, you don't have mm. to deal with it. So, Grace Victory, the blogger and influencer, um, this week did an Instagram post I like that, yeah. where she had it was a picture which showed you know a period blood stain on her bed sheets, which is like a monthly occurrence for a lot of women. Mm. And um, I thought it was brilliant for her to post about it. But then it was interesting that she said she lost followers because yeah. after posting that, which I think is such a shame. It's almost like people don't want to see it. People don't want to think about That's it. People really don't want to talk about it. It's mad because it is a sh- like typically on Instagram when you're scrolling through, you don't see a bloodstained sheet. Like it's no. not normal. So I can get people being a bit like, oh, about it, but not to unfollow somebody. No, exactly. I thought it was really good that she did that because I'm like, even though as an adult now, I'm completely not embarrassed about any kind of thing to do with periods. But when I was younger, like in school, having a leak or like yeah. having mm. a stain on your trousers if you had leaked or something like that would have been absolutely yeah. humiliating for me and yeah. if I'd saw seen somebody that I'd followed or looked up to posting about it then it would make me feel so much better and be like oh I don't have to feel yeah. ashamed like everyone does it blah 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 it's funny because you think about I remember Lena Dunham talking about this um, you never see women menstruating on TV and in film you never no. see a woman like mm. pulling a tampon out or anything and like you know it would probably be received as quite graphic if you did but Mm. And rarely also a breastfeeding. Yeah. I yeah. I, I actually thing. had an argument with um, someone when I saw that post. Not a real, like not an angry yeah. argument, but just a debate. Because they, it was a boy who compared it, compared periods to wet dreams. Like, mm. well, boys have wet dreams. Like you don't see pictures of boys having a wet dream on your Instagram feed. And I'm like, it's completely different. Yeah. Like a period is something that happens every month mm. that we have no control over. Yeah. And it's hormonal and you yeah. get emotional and all these things that come with it. Whereas a wet dream is just like, it's just a wet dream. Like, so girls probably have them too. It's not even a big deal mm. in the slightest. Like, and, and even if we did see pictures of a boy having a wet dream on, th- on the timeline, if it was an issue that boys were struggling with or men were struggling with, then fine, post that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't carry any of the issues no. around period poverty or anything like that. No. It's completely different. And the thing but. is, I think a lot of women, if they are, if they're in a relationship with a man and it's like the early stages, it, it if you stay in the bed sheet, for most women, if they, you know, you're not super comfortable with a guy yet, mm. You feel embarrassed mm. yeah. because that's what society tells you to feel. Mm. Which so I think it's great that actually, you know, she's talking about it. Grace is talking about it. I think yeah. it's just we just have to talk about it more. Yeah, I agree. And free tampons as well. Absolutely. Ah, yes. Absolutely. And put them on screen. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> 
On that empowered note, we will wrap things up. Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Millennial Love. If you did, please do subscribe to us. Please rate us. Please review us. Please tell your friends. Please tell us. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> and you can also follow us on Instagram at millennial underscore dot love. Uh, you can DM us. You just us. said underscore dot love. It's just oh, underscore love. Bugger. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Getting, getting confused with the with the Instagram and the email. I'm so bad with Instagram. Millennial underscore Maybe love. I should say the, the Instagram bit. Okay. Do you want to say well, the Instagram I just meant, bit? I just meant in future episodes. You are much better at the Instagram than I am. Well, I'm an obsession. I reply to the messages. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, anyway, getting anyway, carried away here. Um, <laughs> millennial underscore love. Yes. And our email address is millennial.love at independent.co.uk. And you can send us your disasters, your dilemmas, your praise, your Feedback. criticisms. Yeah. Um, and... All stories will be kept anonymous. Yes, and you can also join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial dot love. Maya, thank you so much for joining uh, us. Thanks for having me. It was lovely. 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 <laughs> um, where can everyone find you? Online. Uh, just Maya Jama, M-A-Y-A-J-A-M-A on everything. Fantastic. Lovely. Give her a follow. <laughs> um, have a wonderful week, everyone. Nice. And we'll be back when Libby's back from France, hopefully with some great holiday romance stories. Oui. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>